So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different you ready yeah all right what's up jd family it's your boy d starks starks artist and you're tuned in to the just different podcast where we talk everything face life and culture Mm -hmm. Uh, you know yeah we back we back so welcome you know for everyone tuning in for the first time and obviously welcome back for all our returners um if you haven't already if you're tuning in through the podcast app make sure you leave a rating and review for us uh, if the podcast is blessing you in any way and all that helps us push the content yeah and if you are watching on youtube you know make sure you leave a like a comment subscribe you know do all of that for sure and as always it's much love appreciate y'all support but hey let's get straight into it let's go bro let's tap in let's tap in so when we were thinking about, you know, the topic for this week and what we wanted to record, uh, we really didn't have a like a specific idea yeah. on what we wanted to speak on. And so, you know, I was praying about it and thinking about um, the topics that we had already laid out for what we wanted to talk about this year. And at some point, something hit me. I was like, yeah, this is the one. Like, this is perfect. Yeah. And so me and Jordan, we, as a few, you know, we went to Passion about two weeks ago, which is like this conference that's in Atlanta. And... One of the speakers came up. Uh, it was a woman. Her name is Jenny Allen. And in her message, she was basically talking about how she was talking about condemnation, shame, and how we need to lay aside every weight that hinders us from ultimately running the race that God has set before us. So pursuing purpose and reaching everything that God wants out of our life, we have to remove these things uh, like shame and condemnation from sins that we've committed. And so it was really powerful. I mean, it was one of those messages that was super convicting and like a pin drop. Like there were so many 
like spaces in the message that like she would like kind of go silent yeah and there would just be this silence in the room but it was so loud loud silence yeah it was so loud and it was it was insane and so during the end of her message the latter part she's ending up she's wrapping up she says so we're gonna say it out loud and so you know my heart dropped just a little bit but i was like what do you what do you mean say it out loud like say it in our head i'm like okay cool i thought it was rhetorical and then she proceeds to say, so we're going to get into groups of two or three yep. of the same gender, and we're going to go and we'll say it out loud. We're just going to drop it. And what she mean by that is like dropping and saying like that's yeah. sin. Not the little stuff. Not the thing you've been hiding. Not the, not the one that's been, you know, under the table. Yeah. You, you left at home and in your room. She's talking about the one that's really been holding you back, yep. that you've been struggling with, that you wouldn't necessarily be open or transparent about. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I'm shook. I'm like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, no way. We're really about hey, to confess this. And then, like, we got removed from our original group that we were with because we had moved to meet with someone, and then we eventually just sat with them for that session. Yeah. And so we were really in this group of people that we had just met for the first time. Yeah. And so, long story short, we get in this group uh, with uh, two other people, so it's four of us, and, you know, we confess. We yeah. drop that the sin that's really been like mm-hmm. weighing us down and holding us back, uh, like for real. And like I think Jordan can attest to this that the fact that you left that moment, yeah, so much lighter, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You were free, and it just felt I don't know like some chains had broken yeah. and weight had literally left you just from the confession. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter like really the fact that you didn't know who you were with. It was just the fact that you were being honest and transparent, honestly, with God first, and then with the body of believers. That really brought so much transformation. I know that was a transforming moment for me and a lot of people in that building. And so, after that conference, there was a verse that really had been laid on my heart that I've been like meditating on, and it's James five sixteen, and it says, "Therefore, confess your sins mm-hmm. to each other." Yep. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. But the part in this verse that really got me is this first part. And it says, therefore, confess your sins to who? It doesn't say your pastor. No. It doesn't say, you know, your diary. It doesn't. You know, it's a journal that you keep. It says confess your sins to one another yeah and i paid close attention to that Mm -hmm. and of course we understand that we need to be transparent with first and foremost god himself but what i realized is transformation doesn't just come from my transparency with god but my honesty with others and the fact that you know of course healing comes from him but it's also going to come from my confession to my circle, exactly. to my community, mm-hmm. and my the people I have set in my life, um, which is ultimately going to bring healing to me. Mm-hmm. And so because I just felt in that moment, like those are people that we didn't really know too well. Of course, our brothers in Christ that we didn't know personally. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having that close-knit relationship and having those moments, yeah. having those encounters of transparency mm-hmm. and prayer over one another that ultimately is going to bring healing. Yeah. And so we bring this up because... One thing that's God's been, God's been pressing on my heart this year is the fact that you've gone as far as you can by yourself. Mm. Yep. You have gone as far as you can by yourself. So when everything God's trying to pull out of you 
elevate you to or promote you toward if you're by yourself you're going to cap off in that potential yeah you're going to ultimately be limited in what you can do and the places God wants you to go if you stay isolated yeah exactly if you stay in your way and not allowing people to come into your life yeah because your circle matters yeah I think it's just important to know and understand that anytime God is trying to, what I've noticed from my own experiences, anytime God's trying to do something new in your life, you know, new seasons, new prosperity, new blessings, he's always going to try to urge you to make a change in your environment because he cannot walk you into something that your environment is not conducive for. Mm, Say that again. I like that. God cannot walk you into something your environment is not conducive for. So anytime he's walking you into something new, he's going to have to place people and you're going to have to place people around you that are going to be able to uphold that um, that space. No, that's good. And we've mentioned this before in other conversations but relationships themselves are kingdom currency yeah so anytime god wants to get anything to you it's always going to come in the form of a relationship Mm -hmm. and what god like put on my heart is the fact that my inability or rather unwillingness to allow people to pour into my life and be a part of what he was doing in me is literally cutting off blessings Mm -hmm. An elevation in my life. Exactly. That that by my refusal and do bad by myself mindset was literally hindering God getting what he wanted to me mm-hmm. and elevating me and advancing me into the next stages of my life. Yeah. So ultimately your wealth on all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and even monetary in a material sense is going to be tied to your relationships. Yep. It's all going to come from there. It's a, it's one of the most important aspects, and that's why your circle matters. Yeah, I think. It's just you, you can't mm-hmm. do it on your own, mm-hmm. you know? Like, places where you're weak, other people are strong. Right. And that's how I think God intended to create us, to function on those relationships and those connections. So it's like, you can't do it. Yeah, and when I was um, looking just into this topic of, like, your circle matters, it brought me to this um, scripture, Matthew 18, 20. I'm sure a lot of people heard of it. It says, where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them, or there I am in the midst of them. And I think in my initial um, interpretation of the scripture, I just assumed he meant, like, a physical location, which I think is a part of it. But I think even deeper, he was meaning, like, where two or three gather in my name on one thought. Or like, where two or three gather in my name on one request or one worry, I am in the midst of that. I am I am with them. So I think God has always been more reluctant to move on a people on one accord. So that's why it's important to have that circle. No, of course, because you need those people that are going to, like, come in agreement with your purpose. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about today earlier. I'm not going to hold you. I was just thinking about, like, a little boo thing. Not crazy. You know, just, like, a significant other. Yeah. And you know. in this thought, what I realized, I think it was something I always knew, but something that was like emphasized heavy is mm-hmm. the fact that whenever you're getting in relationship with someone, yeah. you're not just coming in contact or relation or coming in relationship with them as a person uh-huh. or their personality, but you're also getting in relationship with their purpose mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah. And so it's important because your circle you're not the only one that has to come in agreement with what God's doing in your life. Mm. You're not the only one that has to come into agreement with what God is trying to do in your life. Yeah. It ha- your circle, the people around you, the community that you place in your life has to also come in agreement mm. with you to, to push you toward the purpose they know that you're headed toward. Exactly. You know what I mean? They have to also accept 
your call Mm -hmm. accept your restriction your discipline the routes you have to take in order to get where you need to go so you're not the only one has to come in a group with that your people do as well so when jordan's mentioning like when two or three are gathered in my name you know the people around you have to like obviously you guys are gathered together Mm -hmm. but you have to be on one accord as well and that's where the lord will be yeah, I think that's important because I think I've even put myself in certain situations where I was connected to people who didn't even really know my destination, which is dangerous because, like, if they don't know their destination, they're not going to be able to help me get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, if they have a different if they have a different thought of, like, where they want me to be or what my purpose is or they don't even know, then how are they going to help me get to that point? Facts. So I think that's important. You have to be on, on one accord. They have to accept your call, too. They have to accept your call, too. Yeah. That's good. That makes so much sense. So another point I wanted to make is the fact that the place the enemy wants us the most is isolation. Right. That's the place he wants to put us and have us in the most. And not just because that's where sin grows. That's not the only reason. But it's because the fact that if he can detach you from your community, he knows he can paralyze you from your call. So if he can get you away from the people God's placed in your life, yeah. the environments you need to be in. Right. He can then, at that point, literally restrict you or cause you not to walk into everything you're called to be. Right. Right. If he can, if he knows, if I can attach him from community, I can paralyze him from their calling mm. because the two are one and the same. Right. It's always going to come together. Like, like Jordan said, he's going to make sure that your environment is mm. conducive for where you want to go. So if I'm not in an environment that's conducive for growth, then I I have nothing to work with. Exactly. I'm not going to advance. I'm going to stay stagnant in where I'm at, right? And that's what the enemy wants, in isolation and environments of dry land, mm. of dry land and yeah. desert seasons, which, of course, are some are ordained by God in moments you need to be in that. But there are moments where we go there willingly. Oh, that's good. That, that we go to that dry place when God wants us in community. He does. And so if the enemy knows I can push them there and keep them there outside of their appointed time, then I can ultimately kill or purpose yeah, for no, their life. I think that's really good. Even talking on that topic of like how the enemy uses isolation to keep you from your purpose. Have you have you ever experienced like a season where you put yourself in isolation or you've been in a season of like isolation? And like how did you like how did you get there? Yeah, I think that's yeah, I would say that I have for sure like in terms of definitely the past few seasons of my life, I've yeah. intentionally put myself there. It's always been like, oh well, you know, God, I don't have my community. I don't, I don't have people around yeah. around me. But I think the reality of the fact was I wasn't utilizing the people that He already had in my life, which we've mentioned before. And I've been under this misconception really my entire life is the it's the fact that people don't understand me mm-hmm. or they won't understand me. Right. And I think that's been like. For me, like, just coming up in, like, years of, like, you know, having a mindset and having goals that were outside the scope of, like, my peers. Mm -hmm. And so presenting those to them and they wouldn't understand it. So now, over the years, I've built up this, I don't know, I guess, perception that every automatically everyone that comes into my life or wants to be here isn't going to understand me. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, is a lie of the enemy. But what that does is it's put me in isolation. And then there, like I said, like, nothing can grow exactly nothing can grow unless it's like something that a season that's ordained by god nothing can grow there and a lot of like the sin that i went through wasn't an issue of necessarily unbelief Mm -hmm. 
or me like just moving crate like further and further from God, but the fact that I didn't have people to pull me up to yeah. push me toward who they knew knew I was, exactly. and that left me without that accountability to like you know grow and want to be the best person of myself what day in and day out yeah and actually a scripture i wanted to mention along the lines is the fact that it's uh ecclesiastes 4 10 and it says if either of them falls down mm-hmm. one can help the other up but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them yeah but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them so a lot of us have fallen into sin, fallen into depression, yep. of fear, anxiety, laziness. Mm-hmm. And the issue isn't the fact that we don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. We just don't have anyone there to help us do so. Exactly. We have no one there to help us do so. And so that's why your circle and the people you have around you is so important because they're going to what pull you up to purpose. Mm. They're going to pull you from that depression with what accountability, mm-hmm. with prayer, with conversation, with all these different things. That's what that looks like. It's pulling you up from these seasons. And that's exactly what that circle is there for. But if I don't have them there, I have no one to actually get me out of where I'm at. Mm. So then I, I stay there looking for a helping hand that's not going to come exactly exactly no i think that's uh, i think a lot of people can attest to that even me i feel like i've definitely been in seasons where I, it's not it's not that i like you said it's not that i didn't want to get up it was just i i, I was i needed some i need a helping hand with me mm-hmm. i need i need a guy you know what i mean i need i need a friend i needed someone to to let the rope down type of thing yeah i think a lot of people can attest to that yeah and i also think it's important that you're also surround yourself with people who will be there even when it's not convenient. Mm-hmm. Even 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 when it's hard, you know, even when, you know, call them late night or they're trying to let the road down in a dirty place, like, you know, surrounding yourself with people who will be there for you regardless. Facts. Even when even when it's hard for them. No, that's not as facts. And I wanted to bring up another scripture as well, and it's in Hebrews ten, twenty four, twenty five. And shout out Eric Diggs, he uh put us on to this one during our Bible study, but it says, and let us consider how we may stir one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some of us are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So what I really like about like the scripture here is just the fact it's the urgency and significance of gathering together, of coming together on one accord and being what in that community and being in that circle of people to stir you right to stir you and ultimately bring you up to these things of love of good deeds walking in what god has for you and your purpose and the more as we see the day approaching right as we see people in our culture moving away what from biblical truth moving away from god himself as we see these signs and things happening of christ's coming 
Andrews things in the culture trying to push us from what we should be like what standing on mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we're in those in these environments that are pushing us what toward him when we have everything around us it's just trying to pull us in every other direction so that's why it's so important and obviously what more all the more as you see the day approaching that's how powerful it is yeah no i think that's a, i think that's a really good point and i think i want to take a shift in the conversation because i feel like we've been talking about like you know why the circle is so important but i feel like we don't talk enough about how what to do with the circle when it gets to you mm-hmm. we don't talk about how to maintain the circle enough and then when we get in the situations where we have the circle we fall out of it and i think um a good point that my pastor brought up he said with these purpose partnerships that just because you have a reason doesn't mean you have a release and what that means is that you might have several reasons to leave like these connections and these relationships but i think sometimes we just get caught up in our emotions and we don't go to god with it like oh is this something i should leave is it still something you want me to be in type of thing yeah so i think it's important to understand that you if just because you slap god in the, in the front of something doesn't mean it's going to be easy because mm-hmm. we, we talk about godly community and you know godly relationships but just because you slap a god on it doesn't mean it's going to be all you know candies and rainbows right yeah because at the end of the day we're all humans mm-hmm. it's a godly relate a godly relationship but we're also humans and we're flawed so it's important to understand that you have to maintain the circle once you get it and it's not going to just be easy something that's just always feels natural no that, that makes sense and then like even being like intentional yeah about relationships i think it's important just because i don't think we do that enough like because you're talking about like maintaining relationships Mm -hmm. and like working through them and i think one being intentional about obviously upholding these relationships but also even like the process of getting into them Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like because we're so quick to like slide into a dm when it comes to like a romantic interest you know you feel me if they cute you know they look good yeah, yeah, they fire. That could be the one. Right. We're quick to message, mm-hmm. TikTok comment, slide Instagram DM, smooth slide. <laughs> <laughs> quick. But when it comes to like finding friends and initiating those conversations, we real hush hush. We are. It's real quiet. You know what I mean? Like, it's so even putting in that effort and that time in hey, seeing someone that may have, like, similar interests and that you admire and would want to be, like, in that community, like, godly community with or relationship with and, you know, like, reaching out and being more initiative in that because I don't, we don't see that enough. You know what I mean? Like, how often have you even done that? At all. Now that I'm reflecting on it, like, I have not once. Exactly. And so, like, I think that's important, too, in terms of because they may be around you or in your space or in your environment but you just have to what reach out sometimes yeah, you know what exactly. i mean that's all it takes like exactly. and i even did that this past week like with someone like i got it i know and uh, i just kind of like reached out and was like hey like kind of did it naturally like asked him a question about something that we had both similar interests in and then was like yo right. like let's get numbers exchange numbers connect we'll love to like stay in relationship or contact or whatever whatever that looks like i think it's important just because so the guys we met at passion there's a group of guys that we had come in contact with that passion and you know ever since then like we've been in like this extreme really tight close-knit community we've had bible studies we've yeah. been praying for each other holding each other accountable while we fast it's been amazing and the crazy part is a, a few of them or a lot of them like we had met just for the first time like we were just a group of guys i had met like and all that but right. a few of them i had had relationships with prior if that makes sense like i had known them before before the conference yeah. and had built some type of relationship and the crazy thing is i always wanted to be friends with them I always wanted to be like 
ha- like have that relationship with them, but I just what never actually reached out to do it. Mm, yeah. And so of course, like you know, God ordained. Thank God that it happened when it did, and like passion happened, and we were able to connect. But if that never happened, yeah. who knows if I'd still if I'd be in these relationships with these people? Mm, yeah. Right. But all it took was like uh, me like reaching out and making that contact for these things to happen. So I think that's also important too when you think about like just relationships and even like bringing people into your life. Yeah, you have to be intentional for looking about it. Mm-hmm. Dang, you're really in my closet, I ain't gonna lie. I'm so quick, I'm so quick to slide into a DM for, for a girl, but like <laughs> when I'm looking for a relationship, it just it just kind of slips my mind. I think, that, yeah, that's facts, that's a really good point. Of course, like we talked about like why, you know like why like having that circle of relationships around you like is important for what like God's trying to do in you and then like being intentional maintaining them but like what like hardest part for you hardest part for you and all of that like the process of like you know having that circle that inner circle is it like finding the people making sure like you're i think the hardest part for me in this topic is that i understood that there was a people out there for me but i failed to realize that i was the people for someone else so i would be so quick to like point out other people's flaws and point out oh i'm looking for this i'm looking for that i'm looking for that but i wasn't looking for that in myself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i was expecting from other people what i wasn't working on in myself so i think that was the hardest part is just understanding that when people come to me they're expecting the very same things that i'm wanting them to give me and i think i was i forgot that in a way no that makes sense and that's that's real valid like you got to make sure that you're giving the same thing what you're you're expecting from other people so in terms of having that that people around you that like is holding you accountable that is praying that is initiating conversation and being by your side and therefore you you have to realize that you also have to do that as well and i think i got caught up in that too like even before like i mentioned earlier it was always like oh my god i have a community you don't have anybody around (laughs) like me whining but like the the re like the the big fact was that i had people around me right i had relationships and people that he placed around me and i wasn't even maintaining those relationships mm-hmm. right, right right where i wasn't reaching out to them i wasn't i wasn't speaking or initiating conversation mm-hmm. or being there the way that i wanted people to be there for me and didn't realize very simple that the phone works two ways mm-hmm. that's good that it works two ways that when you're looking at this circle and in their community, yes, there's a lot that they're pouring into you, but you're also doing that same thing for these people. Exactly. And so keeping that in mind, even like when you have those people around you now, and even when they start to come into your life, as you, Jordan said, as you walk your, just walk your walk out with God, mm-hmm. um, that's really, I mean, that's important. Yeah. Um, and even a quick point I want to make. I remember earlier you brought up how um, when you were like in a season of your isolation, it's feeling like, like no one understood you. And that because in the past, like you had been in relationships where people like didn't get you, you sort of just assume that no one else ever did. And I think that's a really good point because I think there's a lot of people that are dealing with a lot of trauma from like their past relationships they've been in. And they're judging um, what can be by what has been. And I think that's dangerous because like when you dwell on the past relationships, it'll keep you from walking into new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like like we said, like that's that's dangerous because you need these new relationships, and these new environments to walk into the new things that God has for you. So if that's you out there, just make sure you, you, you can't be judging what can be by what has been in your future by your past. No, 100 percent. Like you can't be looking at the future to lend to your past. Yeah, for ultimately. Sure. Exactly. No, obviously easier said than done. But that's something that you have to definitely like be open to and allow your heart to be open to and your spirit to be open to. And like obviously asking God for guidance, like, OK, discernment 
of who does need and doesn't need to be in your life, but always being open to like what God may be sending your way. Always, yeah. always. Right. But no, yeah, I think that's good. You, you got anything else for the people? Um, Something to leave them with? I mean, I think that was it right there. Don't don't judge what can be by what has been. Hmm. I think I think that's a note I want to leave y'all on right there. What about you? Facts. No, I would say that, like I mentioned earlier, being intentional. I think that's a big goal for me this year. Like a point of emphasis that like God's placed on my life is maintaining my relationships and also making world changing connections. And the simple fact is that you can't expect twenty twenty two to re- yield any different results with the same network you had last mm, year. Right. You can't expect anything different from this year apart from the new connections you make, the relationships you currently have, mm-hmm. and ultimately the more intentional you are in these different connections you're making with other people. Right. It's just not going to happen. Like I said, like you've gone as far as you can by yourself. And what we're not saying is like cutting everybody off, no, no, but no. making sure you are opening yourself up to these different relationships. Because I'm thinking, that's what I'm feeling in my spirit this year is that this is a year of what collaboration, of divine connections and relationships. And not the fact that you're going to have like a million different best friends or people you're extremely close with, but that promotion is going to come through relationship that you have. Right. What that scholarship is going to come from connections that you've made. What that business startup, that idea, mm-hmm. this, I don't know, invitation, these opportunities that are going to come up in your life are going to be directly predicated by relationships you've made. Right. And so when we think about, you know, 2022 being our best year, of course you got to set goals. You got to put, you make sure you're putting God first, but you also have to make sure that this environment is right and conducive for everything you're looking for this year to bring you. Mm. And so that's that's something that I know has been pressed in my heart. I want to make sure everyone knew it's like being intentional with that because like that network is going to be everything mm. in terms of like this year and like how, how much you elevate in it. So, exactly. yeah. We good? No, that's a good one right there. Not big facts. But y'all already know what it is. Yeah. Stay you. Stay, stay real. real. Stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Yeah. Much love.